Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also, as the big voice guy said, listen to us on your smart speaker. Just ask it to play ESPN Radio. You want to jump in with us? You can. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Courtney, when we have a topic that generates calls without us even giving the number, I think we've really struck a chord on something. It's Michael Jordan's 60th birthday today. The debate is, how old does Michael have to be? For the average person to be able to beat him in a game of one-on-one, Clyde in Tennessee wants to chime in on this. What's up, Clyde? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Courtney, bucket list day, best day ever. First choice would have been meet you. Second choice, talk to you. Um, Worst day ever. I find out you're younger than my youngest child. But anyway, uh, I'm a 59-year-old trail runner and obstacle course racer. Okay. Um, I feel like from 30 to 40, there was a slight dip. I don't feel like at 60, at 70, there's going to be a significant dip. But I, I do think that 75 is where I would say, yeah, that's when I'm probably going to have to start maybe looking to move to the master's group, race some older kind of guys. Okay, so you think right around, and we, we were right there with you. Clyde, thanks for the call. We were right around 75 years old. On a scale of 1 to 10, how creeped out were you by that phone call, Courtney? Oh, I'm not creeped out. I'm I'm always playing it cool like a cucumber. 888-SAY-ESPN if you want to jump in. That's 888-729-3776. Um, in the meantime, Jalen Hurts is in a very unique situation as we go through all of these quarterbacks, court, and contracts, right? He is in a unique situation in part because he was not a first-round pick. So he does not have a fifth-year option on his contract. He signed a four-year rookie contract, which means he's going to be a free agent at the end of this coming year. And I think because of that, Courtney, there is actually some urgency, more so than the other guys in his draft class that were first-round picks, like Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert. Uh, To me, there's more urgency for the Eagles to get something done with Jalen Hurts because his situation and his contract is just a little bit different. And they want to make sure that they don't have to pay the price that it's probably going to take to get Joe Burrow under a long-term contract, Justin Herbert, both first-round picks. And, you know, Jalen Hurts as a second-round pick who just took this team to the Super Bowl. It's only a matter of time before they ink, they ink him to this long-term deal. But if you're the Eagles, and I remember Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, at Super Bowl Media Night said that, no, it's not a concern this week, but pretty soon they would end up going to the negotiating table. I think you're trying to rush that conversation along to get him paid before these other quarterbacks get paid, and they can use that as leverage his team uh, of agents and people around him to try to get him a massive deal that would be akin to what a Joe Burrow or a Justin Herbert or even a Patrick Mahomes. Because remember, he signed that contract in 2020 during the offseason following the Super Bowl year that they their first Super Bowl win. And now he's another MVP, 
another Super Bowl MVP, yeah. and win a Super Bowl, like he's going to get paid too. He's underpaid. Mahomes seventh is highest underpaid. quarterback right yeah. now. Yeah, crazy. So if you're if you're Howie Roseman, I think you want to try to get this done, like you said, as soon as possible. The longer you wait, if you know you have the right quarterback, or you're convinced of it, the longer you wait, the more expensive. It's going to be Howie Roseman was asked the general manager of the Eagles to compare the Hertz situation to some of the other quarterback things he's had to deal with in the past. Like, for example, the extension that they gave to Carson Wentz. Take a listen. I think each example is on its own, you know, and uh, you got to look at um, the individual player. And that's not to be critical of anyone we've given a contract to that hasn't worked out to. But um, I think when we talk again about Jalen, we're talking about a guy we have tremendous confidence in, a guy that we wanted him to be here for a long time. And so um, it'll be something that it will be a priority for us. Courtney, what do you think Jalen Hurts is going to be asking for here? A fully guaranteed contract, I think, is where you start. Like, start with the bar at the highest possible place that it can be and start with that on top of make me the highest paid quarterback right now because if he's the first guy going to the table, yeah, like, shoot for the moon. You don't want to lowball yourself, Aaron. You want to okay. be able to ask for okay. everything. So what's the lowest contract then that he'd be willing to take? Because I don't – I think if they put the Deshaun Watson contract on the table that Jalen Hurts would have to sign that. But you already said earlier that you think the owners have kind of come together and agreed that they're not going to give out a contract like that again. Now, that's easy for all the owners to say in a conference room, but it might be much harder to practice when you're actually trying to get your quarterback re-signed. But but part of the thing with the Eagles, like they have other really good players that they want to try to retain, guys on defense. And while Jalen Hurts was in the MVP conversation for most of the year, they got as far as they did because – Great O-line, historically great pass rush, defensive line, and those other elements of their team, it's hard. They have to try to keep them intact. Yeah, and I get all of those things because their defense is about to get disbanded in a big way when you have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, guys who have been playing in the league for 10-plus years. Do they think about retirement? Do they want to stay in their you know early to mid-30s and continue to play? What about James Bradbury, who's an unrestricted free agent? What about you know other pieces that they have that might not be there next year? First priority, though, Aaron, yeah. is getting Jalen Hurts under contract. And if I'm his representation, I'm going in and saying, start at $45 million a year. Why? Because that's how much Patrick Mahomes currently makes. Yeah. And you just went head-to-head against this guy in the Super Bowl and had it not come down to a holding call, who knows what this game would have looked like. And if he would have won, the number's yeah. going up from there. But at this point, and also factoring in how Jalen Hurts played in that Super Bowl, I think that that absolutely He was is, fantastic. He, he I thought almost, he outplayed Mahomes, really. Yeah, he did. As he crazy did. as that it, sounds. Very well could have won MVP had things been different. Um, yeah. But, if he had gotten a chance with the ball last, then I think the Eagles probably win. I don't think the Chiefs were stopping him anytime soon. No, the I don't either. The previous drive, he pulled off that octopus where you get the uh, – Touchdown and you get the two-point conversion, both with the rushing touchdowns. That's an eight-pointer, which I didn't know this before the Super Bowl, but I guess now they call that an octopus. An octopus. I like the, that. Eight legs. Yeah. That, that's that's, that's exact, great. That's exactly why it is. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL insider. Why would the Eagles hesitate to sign Hurts to a contract? Take a listen. 
Philly fans are going to just hate when I bring this up. I'm just saying that for the past several years, anytime we're talking about signing a quarterback after their third year, we always use one cautionary tale, and that is Carson Wentz. And that is the precedent that we're talking about right now when it comes to Jalen Hurts. Will Howie Roseman sort of get a little bit nervous about the idea of doing this deal earlier? Now, I know that Jalen Hurts feels like he is ascending in a way perhaps different than Wentz was when he signed that deal. But Wentz, by the way, received the most guaranteed money in NFL history at that point when he signed that deal. So I know revisionist history might suggest, well, they made a mistake by doing that with Wentz, but at the time they didn't feel like they had. It's a different situation. Totally. Because Carson Wentz in 2017 sustained that ACL injury after it was like early December. So Nick Foles takes over and wins the Super Bowl for the Philadelphia Eagles. Wentz got them to that point, but he had also, he was also injury prone. And like, we know that that has been a common theme where of course, in hindsight, it looks absolutely terrible that they ended up giving him that big deal. And if you're Howie Roseman, you cannot bank on the fact that you'll get like a lot of bites at the apple to try to get this thing right with the quarterback spot. Yeah. I just don't see the parallels, though, because Jalen Hurts has not dealt with the history of injuries the same way that Carson Wentz has. He's also a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. There's no denying that at all. And even in looking at the situation from last Super Bowl run to where they are this year, like apples to like a watermelon, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, You brought up Bradbury. If I were the Eagle, I would definitely hold on to him. I'd be afraid of the penalty if they don't. Make him sorry. Canty and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, benefits, one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers. You can apply online today. That is by going to progressive.com slash careers. I think Jalen Hurts has proven to be in the top tier of quarterbacks. I mean, Mahomes might be in a tier all by himself, but sure. the next group with the Burrow and the Allen and the I think Jalen Hurts now is in that group, especially after the way that he played in the Super Bowl. But there's this middle class of quarterback in the NFL now, and it it relates to the Derek Carr conversation as he gets ready to do this visit with the New York Jets this weekend. It's Derek Carr, it's Kirk Cousins, it's Dak Prescott, it's Jared Goff. These are guys that, boy, they're solid. On any given Sunday, they could throw four touchdown passes, lead you on a game-winning drive. But, you know, so it, it's better than being where the Chicago Bears have been for the last 40 years. But I don't know that you're really moving the needle there also. So, Courtney, if you were running an NFL team, how would you view being in the middle class of quarterback? It's purgatory to a degree unless everything else is perfect around these quarterbacks. And Kirk Cousins, I can use that as an example because I covered that team after he got signed in 2018 through the 2021 season. There were a lot of really good moments and moments where they got to the postseason, the 2019 season, and won a playoff game on the road because of Kirk Cousins, because he was able to lead them on a game-winning drive in overtime. But 
there are also moments where those are the quarterbacks whose ceilings are more pronounced. And when you fall into that category of the middle tier quarterbacks, and there's a difference. Like let's let's kind of name these here. So like the middle tier, because this is all stemming from the Derek Carr conversation. Yeah. It's the Derek Carrs. It's the. Um, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, yes. anybody else that falls into that realm. Some might put Matthew Stafford in there. I know that he won a Super Bowl at the Los Angeles Rams, but what do you have? You know, he didn't win with, with Detroit. They didn't even get to the playoffs more than uh, one time. I so, guess Ryan, Ryan Tannehill is a guy that's sure. like sniffing that same kind of group, right? Like, yes. I, I don't know. Kyler is sort of a weird, odd situation. I think Stafford's a little bit better than that. Um you know, I'm just thinking and going through some of the other teams, but that that's that's kind of the mix that we're and Daniel Jones is kind of in that group now, sure. right? Then that so that's that is being in the middle class. But which, there that, is it's also, better than being in hell, you it, know, which you might be if you have the likes of the other like below the middle tier. And I know that like every year around training camp, the Athletic puts out this quarterback tiers thing. Mike Sando, who used to be at ESPN, now is at the Athletic. It's something he started with us, and it's yeah. really good because it it's a way to look at it through the eyes of front office executives about how these people rank these quarterbacks where. You know, you have young, un- like I'll go back to this year. You have young, unproven talent in a Trevor Lawrence and a Justin Fields. Like, could they be very good? Does Trevor Lawrence project to be an elite quarterback? Yes, but at the moment, they like I remember seeing he- they were like a tier three or tier four quarterback. Sure. You have your elites. You have your middle tiers. Your Kirk Cousins. Your Dak Prescotts. Derek Carrs. Then below that are the. Andy Dalton's, the Jacoby Brissett's, the Baker Mayfield, uh, Taylor, Heine- Taylor. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. There's a market for those guys, though, Aaron. And think about how many of those names I just mentioned, even maybe throwing Jameis Winston into the mix. How many of those guys could potentially be on the move this offseason in All signing somewhere else? Yeah, but everybody except it, for Jameis because he's still under contract. But right. Right. All of those guys fall into, hey, I'm going to get a job somewhere else. I may, I, you know, I'd be in competition to be a starter, but those are usually the teams that where they're drafting a quarterback and they want a veteran there to yeah. help show the guy the ropes. But there's a market for those quarterbacks, like, and those are typically teams that struggle to get out of purgatory. I know, but but here, so here's what where I land on this: if you've got a middle class quarterback and you pay him like a middle class quarterback, that's fine. You it's could, hard to do, though. You could, but then you have competition for your middle class. Like, how many teams is Derek Carr going to visit? I could argue the entire NFC South is going to be competing against each other for Derek Carr, right? Wow. Carolina, Atlanta, Tampa, New Orleans, all those teams you could see. Okay, I could see the fit for Derek Carr here or there. So if you've got a five-team bidding war, now you are committing the greatest sin that an NFL team can commit, I think which is paying an average quarterback like he's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, isn't that what the Vikings have done with Cousins? And look look where it's gotten them. It's gotten them right right to losing to the Giants on wild card Saturday. You know, like, congratulations. And that's where a lot of people look at the salary cap and say you shouldn't spend more than 10 to 15 percent of your salary cap or allocate that much for the quarterback spot unless you have these franchise altering scheme transcendent quarterbacks. But you got to look at the market. 
The free agent market right now, I just pulled it up on Spotrack. There's 39 quarterbacks that are headed towards unrestricted free agency. Derek Carr, um, Aaron well, Aaron Rodgers isn't a free agent, but we kind of treat him as such because of what he's going to have to do to rework his contract, which he said he'd be willing to do to go yep. to a place that's not yep. Green Bay. And also but, that he can pick his destination probably. Sure. He can act He can act like an NBA free agent, I guess yes, you put it that way. I, I agree with that, but there's – you know. What's the market? What does the market entail? Derek Carr is not really competing against that many other quarterbacks of, you know, the echelon that are going to get paid. The first wave free agents, we'll call them. He's kind of like in a class on his own with Aaron Rodgers and maybe Jimmy Garoppolo in that group. If you don't have the competition, then there's nobody else that's fighting for the amount of money that you're trying to get paid. So you can call your shot a little bit more than maybe in previous years. Courtney, somebody is going to overpay Derek Carr, and I think they're going to regret it. And that's he, not... he might get 40 a year. He yeah, very well right. might. But it, it's not putting him as a player down. I, I have respect for who he is as a player. I think on the right team in the right situation, like if you put Derek Carr on last year's San Francisco 49ers, I think they probably win the Super Bowl, right? Probably. Like, Which is why I think putting him in a situation like with the Jets, like what we've been talking about, because he's going on the free agent visit there, you have a defense that was top four this past season. You have the offensive rookie of the year, the defensive rookie of the year, all of these pieces around him on the offensive line. You put him on a good team, his ceiling goes way up. It goes way up from where it is right now. Yeah. And that's worth it if you're going to end up paying for him if you can make those finances work because you have young players who are cheaper but are yeah. able to contribute yeah. and, and make your team really good. It's just, it's so hard often to get to that scenario where you have the veteran quarterback who's coming via free agency and a very good young core of players that are there to contribute right that away. You don't have to pay yet because if you're the mm-hmm. Jets, you also, I mean, somewhere in the back of your mind, in the same year, you're going to have to think about paying Sauce and Garrett Wilson um, unless you decide to, like, I don't know, trade one of those guys. This is where being an NFL GM is just really hard. And, yeah. and but what, what I'm looking at is I think somebody is going to overpay Derek Carr, and I think they're going to regret doing that. I remember when the Rams the, – the Stafford situation was similar to this, wasn't it, where – They decided, the Lions decided that they were going to let him go before the official start of free agency. Yeah, it was February, late February of 2021. And then they agreed to that trade before the league year even started. Mm -hmm. Like, I know you're not supposed to talk to each other, but somehow the Lions and Rams were able to negotiate this deal. And that was when Stafford was coming to the market, but the Rams wanted to strike before there was a lot of competition for him. Well, now, to to our point, I mean, Derek Carr might bounce around and see six or seven different teams. He might go on a on a countrywide tour. You As know, he to, should. Look at you, all work, yeah. you really do work to get to free agency. And as difficult as the situation is for him and how his Raiders time ended, he gets the last laugh here by saying, no, I'm not going to take a trade with the New Orleans Saints. He may very well end up in New Orleans. To your point about him going on multiple free agent visits, I'm sure the Jets will not be the, the last team to, to see him. But right, right. He, could, he could end up with the Saints and end up giving... Is there a number that the Jets could throw out this weekend to get him to, to just stay and sign? Mm. I know Rich Samini, when we were talking to him earlier, he said that this isn't like a don't let him leave the building sort of thing. I agree with that. I don't, I don't know, 45 might, maybe, maybe. 
But are you paying forty five million dollars for Derek money Carr? For Derek Carr again, it, and it, the Eagles. The Eagles are hoping they don't Carr. do anything like that because that's only going to drive up their price for Jalen Hurts. Yeah, and all these things are tied together. Boy, good, good. You think you want to be an NFL GM, huh? Well, good luck with that job. Triple Eight State ESPN is our number if you want to jump in. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. Up next, biggest takeaways from the NBA's first half. All-Star Weekend is upon us. Who is real? Who is not? We discuss. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. He's in line to maybe be the MVP yet again. Nikola Jokic. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can ask your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio, and you could jump in with us at 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Courtney, I think the biggest story of the first half of the NBA season, or what are we, the All-Star break comes two-thirds of the way through the NBA season? is definitely Durant and Kyrie and the breakup of the Brooklyn Nets. But I was reading an article that Tim Bontemps wrote on ESPN.com earlier this week. Um, Nikola Jokic is the favorite to win MVP for the third straight year. Wilt Chamberlain did it. Bill Russell did it. Larry Bird did it. That's it. That's the list. Not even Michael. Not even Kareem won three straight MVPs, it feels to me like it's a bit of a tipping point because if he does that and then doesn't have any playoff success, I mean, it's going to be an offseason of ridicule for a Denver Nugget team that doesn't get a whole lot of respect. He's won it a lot. Last two years, he's won it, and where have the Nuggets gone? Like where where have they gone, Aaron? Like in the postseason, like they are a playoff team, but they have a cap on them, and that's the hard thing if you are a fan of the NBA in watching Nikola Jokic grab all of these headlines, become the front runner for the MVP because that's not translating to team success. I just 
And maybe you can say whatever you want about this. I get bored with the Jokic conversation. Is he elite? Is he one of the best basketball players in the NBA? Absolutely. But how can you tell me that Giannis Antetokounmpo having this team, you know, a game out of first place right now, I know he just injured his wrist, but like the way he's played the season, the amount of 40 plus point games that he's had. Yeah. on a routine basis. How is he not the MVP yeah. favorite? You know, I think that the triple-double thing, because Jokic is averaging a triple-double right now, okay? But I think in this era of the league, you know, now that Westbrook has also done it, and I just think that that's not as impressive as it was a couple of years ago. Um, Jokic is an incredible offensive player. So I grew up, Courtney, in Denver. I could care less whether Jokic wins the MVP a third straight year. All I care about is them having postseason success. Now, I mean, two years ago they lost to Phoenix that, you know, eventually they were the Western Conference champions. They had a 2-1 lead in the finals with a chance to really put the Bucks on ice mm-hmm. before that series turned. Um, and then last year they lost the Warriors, so who, who eventually won the title. I'm not sure that the Nuggets have really been playoff disappointments yet. They haven't gone to a finals but this is now the year where the pressure is is on them. Do you think they should be the favorites in the West, or do you think Phoenix, who has not had Kevin Durant play a game yet, should really be considered the favorites? You know, I, I get that we don't know what version of Durant you're going to get when he comes back. Should be soon, hopefully right after the All-Star break. But let's not forget, they traded their best defensive player away when they acquired Kevin Durant. They sent Mike Bridges to the Brooklyn Nets. So I don't think that that necessarily means you're just going to have to score 130 a game and you're going to be able to stay afloat, especially yeah. when you run into buzzsaws that happen to play really good defense in the NBA in the Western Conference playoffs. But I, I don't know. I just I look back at Denver's history and going back to what? Like they, they reached the conference finals in, in the in, bubble. In the, in the bubble. bubble against the Lakers. They, ups, Lakers. they upset the Clippers, and they kind of had a chance to beat the Lakers. I mean, I, I don't know that it was ever happening with LeBron, but they sent, you know, they, they were able to steal a game in the series. There was another game that AD won on with a three at the buzzer. But again, it's in the bubble, so it's a different situation. Um, they do have probably the best home court advantage in the league with the altitude and everything. Um, and they've done it. You know, now the excuses for Jokic are up, right? It was that he didn't have any healthy help the last couple of playoff runs. Well, now he's got Jamal Murray back. They need to have Michael Porter Jr. healthy. All the pieces are supposedly in place for Denver to really be able to make this push. I know they're not a beloved hot-button team. In fact, their television market doesn't even show their games to most people locally on TV. They have the weirdest TV deal situation in the NBA. But I think they're sort of at an inflection point with their team. Uh, One other team in the West that I just wanted to touch on because it's a team that I know, Courtney, you have history with. I mean, I know Steph's hurt. Does anybody, if they're healthy, want to see the Warriors in a best-of-seven series? I don't care what seed they end up with. No, I don't think so. But I'm concerned about the knee injury for Steph and when he's going to be able to come back because we don't have a timetable on it. We were told from Woj that it's after the All-Star break, but how much after that? Because this is a team that has been riding the roller coaster all season long, and they are not good on the road. But that's just a fact. They have one of the worst road records in the NBA right now, and it's unfortunate for them that they're sitting at ninth and they're almost out of play-in territory 
Like, how do you mitigate these losses while Steph is gone, knowing you've got to keep some sort of ground, make up ground in a way to get actually into the playoffs? Because we know it's hard. Like, think back to a couple years ago when they played Memphis, trying to, you know, early on. And and it's just it's frustrating watching teams try to get out of play in territory. It's, It's like impossible. It's like how teams from the wild card round, frankly, never get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. There's instances like the like the Cincinnati Bengals getting there last year, but not winning it. It's kind of the same thing. At least it feels like now with the teams that are playing the play in tournament just to be able to get into the playoffs. Yeah. So the Warriors, if they were like a seven or eight seed, they only had to win one game to get in to the play in tournament. I mean, imagine if you're the Nuggets. Yay, we're the number one seed. We won 60 games. Well, congratulations. Here's the eight seed Golden State Mm -hmm. Warriors coming into Denver, the defending champs with the greatest shooter of all time. Good luck handling that one. I give you the team in the West. You tell me whether they can win the conference. In your mind, Denver. No, I don't think they can. Don't tell me that. Memphis. If they can right their wrongs and get out of their own way, whether it's on the court play, off the court stuff, yes, they can win the West. Boy, Shannon Sharp changed their season forever, didn't he? Uh, Sacramento. Their own own stupidity. Fair enough. Sacramento, third right now in the Western Conference. Next. Uh, The Clippers. No. The Suns. Yes. Dallas. Yes. Yes. Really? I'm going to give Dallas better odds, even though I know what you're reading right now is the Western Conference standing. I'm going to give them better odds than a team like Denver. Like, find me a moment where you're like, okay, Jokic can put this team on his back and ride them all the way, and they can ride on him all the way into the NBA Finals. They came back from 3-1 down to beat the Clippers. Like, that was pretty impressive, no? Yeah, but that was in, like, that was in, correct me if I'm wrong, that was the conference semifinals, right? Right, right. So Jokic has not been to the NBA Finals. Do that in the Western Conference Finals, and that's a different story. I mean, Luka hasn't really... You know what? He's been to one. And, and now, and now he too. has. A, yeah, and he has an actual running mate next to him who can score. And from uh, what limited action we've seen of those two, it's been okay. Here's an interesting one: If Zion's healthy, New Orleans. A very interesting one. Big if if he's healthy, and big if for him being able to come out of the, the as much time as he missed. Look how much time it took Brandon Ingram coming yeah. off his injury to knock that rust off. I worry about that with yeah, him. I, I think it's just a little bit too late. I think that's a team with a really bright future, but I'm not sure that this is the year where they can pull it off. You know, they have all of those draft picks from the Lakers coming their way too. Could you imagine if LA misses the playoffs and their pick jumps up? That there's stuff that could happen to really change the balance of power in the NBA mm-hmm. in regard to the New Orleans Pelicans, too. Up next, we read the Michael Jordan tweets, and would you rather have a wedding ring or a championship ring? We debate, we discuss. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. Courtney Cronin, it's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Coming up in 15 minutes, we go deep inside a darkness retreat here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. We are in for the guys. Triple H say ESPN. You can listen on Sirius XM. If you've got it, Channel 80, you can listen on your smart speaker. All you have to do is say, hey, Alexa, hey, Google, play ESPN Radio. J. Ron Curse Micah Parsons with a funny exchange back and forth on Twitter. Curse tweets, Courtney, quote, Dang, I want a ring before it's all said and done. Parsons responds with, quote, I want a ring so bad my girl can't get one until I get one. Parsons, of course, the defensive player of the year candidate with the Cowboys. They haven't been to a Super Bowl since the mid-90s. Courtney, wedding ring or championship ring? Which is more impressive? Well, I guess what would be more impressive is a championship ring because anybody can get married. Not everybody can play professional sports and win a championship ring or play at the highest level. But I just think with Micah Parsons, does his does his person know this? Does his girlfriend know this? Has this I, been discussed? Because, you know, you might be waiting a long time. It's been 20-plus years since they won a Super Bowl. Does she really want to be waiting all that time I mean, to I'm, get married to Micah Parsons? I'm wondering if it caused, like, a fight of some kind in their relationship. You know, I, I just, I wonder. I think that the the wedding ring, obviously, is a personal thing, and the and the championship ring is a professional accomplishment, Right. But if you asked a single sports fan, like, would you rather have your team win the Super Bowl or would you rather find the love of your life and get engaged over the course of a, I, I think you'd have to take the love of your life thing over the sports accomplishment. But I bet there are a lot of football fans, especially in markets like, you know, the ones that you and I are in. Bears haven't won a Super Bowl since 1985. Browns have never been to a Super Bowl where they're like, eh, you know, I could probably meet the love of my life and get engaged, married next year. I mean, it's uh, you're you're thinking of it in a rational way, which I, I can appreciate about this because it's a conversation that has nuance to it. But I just first off, I don't equate one for the other, so I don't really know what Micah Parsons doesn't mean. Like, you know, the he's saying the championship ring is more important to him than a marriage. Right. Yes. Like, yes. So Maybe why can't why can you not do both? Life. I I don't understand why you can't do both. Or See, strive when you're to do in your both when you're in your mid twenties, Courtney. When I was in my mid twenties, my career was more important than my personal life. By the time I turned thirty and I met the right person, I was ready to get married and make other things the number one priority. But like Mike, Mike Micah Parsons, when I was twenty four, twenty five years old, 
there was nothing that was standing in my way of getting that Marconi Award that I was going for for the best radio show or whatever the Super Bowl equivalent is for what we do. Here's the question. And I should we do single people only or should everybody get to weigh in on this? I think everybody can weigh in on it. What is more impressive, a wedding ring or a championship ring? It's really about the engagement ring, correct? Because the wedding ring is like just yeah, a little of course, simple. Of course. Yeah, of course. It's the engagement ring that's really the big piece. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. How far away is Micah Parsons from the Super Bowl ring? I don't know his personal situation to be able to comment on whether his relationship is trending in the right direction. But I, I am, I feel like qualified to comment on whether the Cowboys are close or not close towards winning the Super Bowl. I, I guess one of the concerns I would have. I mean, they're not the best team in their division. Let's start there. You know, you're going to have to go on the road to get to the Super Bowl probably if you're the Cowboys just because the Eagles are standing in your way. And even like a Giants team that crept up on them this year, like it's not going to get any easier in the NFC East. But I still think they're a ways away. Look at what happened in the divisional playoffs against San Francisco 49ers and how far that gap still is, whether it's quarterback play, whether it's the head coach. And we know that – we're going to see a slightly different offense. Dak Prescott talked to Yahoo Sports at the at the Super Bowl and said that McCarthy has told him that some things, I think about 20 to 30 yeah. percent of the offense are going to change. And, you know, we know McCarthy is going to be calling the plays from now on as the off, as the, the offensive voice in Dak Prescott's ear. So this is going to be a pivotal season for the Cowboys in 2023. It's going to be all on him, Courtney. And, Nobody and, else to blame other and, than Mike McCarthy. And if you if things don't go according to plan, then they have a completely different staff next year. And, I mean, who knows how long the quarterback, how long that leash is going to be for Prescott if they can't get any closer to a Super Bowl next season. Yeah, it just had to be disappointing for them because their defense played so well all year and played so well against San Francisco. They just couldn't put one drive together. They needed one drive to go and win that game. They couldn't do it. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Trey Bo is in Virginia. He's on ESPN Radio. What's up, Trey Bo? Hey, what's going on, guys? I had a comment on the uh, ring situation here. I'm yes. going to have to go with the championship ring simply because once you win that, that's yours forever. Nobody can take it away from you, whereas 50% of all marriages end in divorce. Ooh, ooh. Good point. Dropping Courtney, the mic there on his way out. Courtney, your thoughts? Your thoughts? <sighs> I guess I didn't really think of the other part of it. Does he? Is he alluding to the fact that you'd have to give the ring back in a divorce? See, that's a tricky question, and I'm not sure how Are we each relationship to that? handles that. I, neither one of us, to my knowledge, has been divorced. No. Um, you know, if I keep hosting Canty and Carlin from three to seven and not taking care of my kids, I could be on the road to getting divorced. But I certainly would hope not. But the the championship is something that can never be taken away from you. And That's a good point. The Super Bowl ring, there is there is something to be said. I'm slowly getting convinced. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Courtney, you ready to go on a darkness retreat? Always. We do that with Aaron Rodgers next on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.